Father, we bless your name. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Eternal God, we thank you. We bless you. We exalt you. If we have 10,000 tongues, they are not enough to praise you for who you are, for what you are, and for all that you have done for us. Well, you are very welcome tonight. I want us to pray a prayer of thanks before I hand over to Pastor Tayo. Our scriptures that we are reading today, I came across some very, you know, mind-strengthening things. In Deuteronomy 21, it says, that's chapter 20, verse 1. It says, when you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them. Because the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, will be with you. We're going to lift up our voice and thank the God we serve, the man of war, that he has, is the one who has been fighting battle for you. Thank God for the strength he has given to you, for the faith he has given to you. Thank God for his assurance. He said, when you pass through flames of fire, he said, I will be with you, says the Lord. Our God and King, we exalt you, we magnify you, we glorify your holy name. We thank you because you are the one who has been the leader. The Bible says, thanks be to God. He always gives us victory. You are the one who looks at the enemy when the enemy plots against us. And you are the one who says, be still and know that I am God. Thank you for all the battles of our life that you have fought. Both battles where we are awake, battles in the night, Father, battles that are unseen, and the ones that we have seen. We thank you, our God, according to 1 Corinthians 15, you always give us victory. We, you always give us victory. We bless you. We have nothing to fear, for you are with us. You say, when you, when you go to battle and you see the armory and the arms and the number of your enemies, no matter how light they may be, he said, do not be afraid, for I am with you. You have been the one who has been with us in all our trials. Even in times of temptation, you stood behind us. Father, we thank you for your guidance. We thank you because you are the one who did not allow the battle to overcome us. You are the one who did not allow the evil one to outwit us. Ah, what a God you are. If we have 10,000 tongues, they are not enough to praise you. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. We glorify your name for the victory, 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 for the victory. For the success, for the success. And through uh, your servant Paul, you said in 1 Corinthians today that everything that you have belongs, it comes from God. You are the one who gave us the strength, you gave us the ability, you gave us the power, you gave us the wealth that we have, you gave us everything. Even when the enemy shut the door, you, you, you break the door and leave it open forever. Father, we bless you. We give you the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with us, given. I'd like to start us off tonight as we welcome a few people who would contribute tonight from the book of Job. Um, it was two weeks ago that we had our last lesson and lecture, but they would help us to recap, and when they recap, um, it would then give us the opportunity to catch up, especially those who are joining for the first time as well on any of the platforms. So to start us off tonight, I'd like to invite Brother um, Eric. Brother um, Eric would start us off tonight. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Job 31, verses 5 to 6, which reads, If I have walked with falsehood, or my foot has hurried after deceit, let God weigh me in the honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless. In the first chapter of this book, we read of God himself proclaiming good, Job's righteousness before Satan, but Satan claimed that it was not sincere and wanted to test Job. 
When tribulation actually came, Job's friends decided that it was all just a punishment from God, and Job must have sinned gravely to deserve such retribution. In essence, they rub salt in his already festering wounds. In this final monologue, though Job proclaimed for the last time his innocence, and throughout the last chapter he was even ready to call down curses upon himself if he was lying. He was willing to give up his riches, his family, his crops, and even his own body parts, if he was not considered blameless in the sight of God. While Jesus does not condone such cursing of oneself, this display showed us how close Job was to the Father, and how this meant that he did not fear punishment, because he knew he had done nothing to fear for. Contrast this with King Belshazzar of Babylon. <clears throat> for though his forefather, King Nebuchadnezzar eventually came to serve God after being reduced by the Lord to the state of a wild animal for several years. Belshazzar evidently paid no heed to this and continued to live in a reckless way, even using the sacred objects of the temple to praise his gods and engage in revelry. Thus, when he was weighed on the scales of the Almighty, he was caught unaware and found wanting. That very night, he died in sin. So we should all be aware that we are in the last days, and each one of us will be weighed on the scales of honesty sooner or later. So, to that end, I ask you, all of you, were you to be weighed today, could you be so confident like Job to place everything on the line? Could you, like Daniel, allow yourself to be thrown into the lion's den with the assurance that God could save you? Or would you, like Belshazzar, be caught unaware of God's wrath? In our everyday lives, we should ponder on such questions and use them to live our lives. And God will help us as we do so. Amen. Amen. Take a nice springboard, please. My contributions are on Job 32, verses 6 to 8. Eliu was a descendant of the family of Boz. Boz was one of the two sons of Abraham's brother, Nao. Genesis 22, 20 to 21, and Job 32, 6. Eliu was among the people that gathered to listen to speeches between Job and his three friends. Some qualities I admired in Eliu were, one, his humility and etiquette to respect the elders and his good manners. He didn't just jump into the conversations of those older than him. He had respect for the elderly, but later came in as a mediator between the two striving and contending sides. Two, he had the heart of listening. By his listening, he was bound to gain much from the conversation between the speakers, Proverbs 1, 5, and 6. 3. Though there was no Holy Spirit during their own time, but he was able to recognize that he would be inspired to speak by God Almighty. 4. In this dispensation of grace, we now have the Holy Spirit, the breath of God in us, so we should speak as we are moved by the Holy Spirit. Some points worthy of note here are, one, no matter our age, riches and greatness, we should allow the Spirit of the living God to inspire us to speak in every circumstance. And when we do that, we speak wisdom because the source of that wisdom is from God, who gives understanding as well. Two, to remember that God is no respecter of man. He bestows wisdom on whom he wishes to. So we should recognize that, his, that the wisdom of God, that his wisdom of God is given to both the aged and the young. And understanding is not on how old or how many years one has lived on earth. Three, we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. To all ages, elderly and young ones, we should all respect one another and humble ourselves. Four, there is need for us to remember who we are in Christ and to continually obey the commandments of God. Concluding, 
We have been redeemed by Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon us. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, Isaiah 11:2, and we will all continue to have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 16. Amen. Amen. Taking us on our place. Good evening. My contribution is going to be taken from Job chapter 31, verse 35, and it states, Oh, that I had someone to hear me. Sorry, I sign now my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Job outlined his defense in the previous verses as he believed he was on trial for a wrong that he had not committed. However, we know now that this was not the case. In his belief, Job went ahead and presented his defense to God clearly and accurately so that no, so that anyone who read it or heard it would understand what his defense was about and the points he sought to rely on. We have seen similar well-structured defenses in the book of Acts chapter 26, where Paul presented his case to King Agrippa with eloquence and poise. Although Job committed no wrong, as the Bible tells us this, and neither was he on trial, but the take-home message from this chapter is that Job was confident in his standing in Christ. He knew he had committed no wrong, and as a result, he approached the throne of God with boldness. He knew the law, if you read the previous chapters, and he knew the penalties associated with any breaches. Job examined himself and his conduct right from his youth and urged God to answer him and perhaps vindicate him. Similarly, when we're facing similar situations, we must self-examine ourselves, similar to like a SWOT analysis test. This is so we can identify or eliminate where blame lies and remedy it through repentance should fault lie with us. However, if we find no fault within ourselves, we must replicate Job and approach the throne of God with confidence so that we are able to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 16. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Debbie, please. Okay. My tr- contribution is from Job 31, 13 to 15. If I have denied justice to any of my servants, whether male or female, when they had a grievance against me, what will I do when God confronts me? What will I answer when called to account? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one from us both within, did not the same one formed us both within our mothers? So from this scripture, we found out that Job respected all men, regardless of their gender or status. He saw all men as God's image and no disparity whether or not they are rich, poor, or slave or master. They were all treated with dignity and respect. Job had a view that he will face God one day to give an account of his stewardship. Now, lesson learned. One, we should show no favoritism. James 2, 1. Two, do not use your privileged position as an advantage to oppress others. Three, treat everyone you come across with respect and dignity. Never look down on anyone. Be wise the way you act towards everyone. Colossians 4, 5. 4. See everyone through the eye of Christ. 5. Always have God in your contemplation. That is, having the fear of God. And finally, 
know that we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ one day to give an account of our deeds before God. 2 Corinthians 5.10. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'd like to hand back over to Apostle who no doubt would be inviting and welcoming on. <laughs> well, we thank God for uh, resuming back our Bible study after the anniversary. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> These are first Bible studies and it's very interesting what the premise we are starting from. We are looking at Elihu again and then go further towards the journey into the end of Job. The Bible says better is the end of the matter than the beginning. I want us together to welcome Reverend Omar Williams. Omar. Praise God tonight. We are together again to read and understand or digest the word of God. May God grant us great understanding as we go into his word tonight. I want to thank God for the uh, great conference where we are taught and where we went deep down into God's word to affect both our lives spiritually and uh, uh, physically. I want to thank God for the man of God as well, for the way God used him to be a blessing to us last week. Now, here we go. Job 32. Still Elihu in this chapter. So these three men, I read from verse 1. So these three men stopped answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. I want you to underline that scripture. Righteous in his own eyes. But Elihu, son of Berichel, the Bezoite, of the family of Ram, became very angry with Job for justifying himself rather than God. He was also angry with the three friends because they had found no way to refute Job and yet had condemned him. Now, Elihu had waited before speaking to Job because they were older than him. So this Elihu, as I said to us last week, was a young man. But when he saw that the three men had nothing more to say, his anger was aroused. So Elihu, son of Barakel, the Bussite, said, I'm young in years, and you are old. That is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. Thank God for uh, that grace of uh, Elihu, because in one of the contributions, Elihu, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see that Elihu was not a proud young man because of the way he made some of his statements. Though, when we get to chapter 33, you begin to see other part of Elihu. But with this verse in mind, he says, so, verse 6, Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzai said, I am young in years. He humbled himself by saying that, and you are old. That is why I was fearful. So that fearful there is a sign of respect. That is why I was fearful. So I would say that Elihu was proud, although in 33, there's another part of Elihu. That is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak. 
advanced years should teach wisdom, which is supposed to be true, but it is the spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty that gives him understanding. With that same spirit, give us understanding tonight. It is not only the old who are wise, not only the aged who understand what is right. Therefore, I say, listen to me. I too will tell you what I know. I waited while you spoke and listened to your reasoning while you are searching for words. I gave you my full attention, but not one of you has proved Job wrong. None of you has answered in his arguments. Do not say we have found, do not say we have found wisdom. Let God refute him, not man. But Job has not marshaled his words against me, and I will not answer him with your arguments. They are dismayed and have no more to say. Words have failed him. Must I wait now that they are silent? Now that they stand there with no reply? I too will have my say. I too will tell what I know. For I am full of words, and the spirit within me compels me. Inside, I am like bottled up wine, like new wine skins ready to burst. I want you to look at that idiom and expression, how he expressed himself there in that verse 19. Sometimes we go through this, but in anger. Said it's like bottled up wine, like new wine skin ready to burst. I must speak and find relief. I must open my lips and reply. I will show partiality to no one, nor will I flatter any man. For if I was skilled in flattery, my maker will soon take me away. I want you to underline that verse 22. If I was killed in flattery, it's good to say the truth and to flatter people. My maker will soon take me away. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. He will present his case before Job. He said, but now, Job, listen to my words. Pay attention to everything I say. I'm about to open my mouth. My words are on the tip of my tongue. My words comes from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know. On the line that verse 3, my words comes from an upright heart, a sincere heart, from a heart of sincerity. I speak the truth. That is, my lips sincerely speak what I know, the truth. And that be said about you. Do your words come from an upright heart? Do your lips speak sincere truth? May God make us so in Jesus' name. Say, the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Say with every one of us. Answer me. Then if you can, prepare yourself and confront me. I'm just like you before God. I too have been uh, taken from clay. We are both made from clay. We are the same man before God. Even though you are older, but we are before God the same. We are man, made in, in God's own image, clay. We are both made in the image of God. 
can see this in the heart of Elihu. No fear of me should alarm you, nor should my hand be heavy upon you. But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words, I am pure and without sin. This is where I come against some of the things that Elihu says, if God permits, we are still going to re, re, uh, review this chapter 33. Because so that you can make references to some of those words where he brought himself uh, low before God. Time will not permit us to do that tonight, but next week, I think this, we have to look into it. But you have uh, said in my hearing, I had the very words, I am pure and without sin which I feel is not true when you think about some other things that uh, Job said. I'm clean. I'm free from guilt. Yet God has found fault with me. He considers me his enemy. He fastens my feet in shackles. He keeps close, he keeps close watch on my paths. But I tell you, in this, you are not right. For God is greater than man. Why do you complain to him? That the answer none of man's word. For God does speak. Now, one way, now another. Though man may not perceive it. Six ways with which God speaks to man is what Job, uh, 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 Elihu is explaining here. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on man, on men, as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn man from wrongdoing and keep him from pride. Why we hear, we should hear from God is to put us straight before him. To preserve his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. Or a man may be chastened on a bed of pain. I want you to, 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 to look carefully to things that we are going into. Might be through illness, sickness, say, or a man may be chastened on a bed of pain. With constant distress in his bone, bones, so that his very being finds food repulsive, won't have appetite at all for food. And his soul loads, loads the choicest meal. His flesh wastes away to nothing, and his bones, once hidden, now stick out. His soul draw near to the pit and his life to the messenger of death. It's when man is really getting dream to die. Well, he goes that he caught with the sickness. This is exactly how they look. Yet, if there is an angel on his side, as a mediator, one out of a thousand to tell a man what is right for him, to be gracious to him and say, hear him from going down the pit. I see the power of prayer here. I want you to write in the power of prayer. 
I have found a ransom for him. When anyone is sick or things happen, because I might not have time to deliberate on this, let me just quickly go to the read. When anyone come and stand in gap, that's why I learned this from the man of God, Apostle. Sometimes when you go to a place where someone mm. is sick, the only thing that I find myself getting pity, I can't even pray, I'm weak, I'm just seeing a man, a, a man like me, you know, getting to the end. But when I see the strength of prayer that God has given to the man of God, it encourages me to pray. So this also should help us if we are the one that has pity, pity type of attitude where we see men or a fellow person in the, in the posture like this, we must pray for them. He said, yet if there is an angel on his side, as a mediator, we must be that angel that has become mediator. One out of a thousand to tell a man what is right for him. So be gracious to him and say, spare him from going down to the pit. Pray to God on behalf of this man. I found a ransom for him. Then his flesh is renewed. Prayer is answered. Then his flesh is renewed like a child's. It is restored as in the days of his youth. He prays to God and finds favor with him. He sees God's face and shouts for joy. He is restored by God to his righteous state. Then he comes to man and says, I sinned and perverted what was right, but I did not get what I deserved. He redeemed my soul from going down to the pit. That is, after God has done great things, restored us. You know, for as long as you find yourself in this type of position, you must come and testify. He redeemed my soul from getting down to the pit, and I will live to enjoy the light. God does all these things to a man, twice, even three times, to turn back his soul from the pit, and the light of life may shine on him. 3.31, pay attention, though, and listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak up, for I want you to be cleared. But if not, then listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. I see a little pride in Hollywood there. It is only God and the Spirit of God you know, that can help us to teach wisdom, not you yourself. That takes us to the note. Quality of a good mediator. That is what I charge this chapter 32, because you can see it goes good quality in this man as a mediator. In this chapter, we see a young man mediating between older men. Job three friends refused to comply to him. He kept insisting on his innocence. That is Job himself, Job three friends, and Job himself refused to comply to him. He kept insisting on his innocence, especially Job. So that takes me back to chapter 1, in that uh, chapter 32, same chapter, chapter 1. So these three men stopped answering Job because he was righteous, in his own eyes. Sometimes let us not take this part of being righteous in our own eyes. Let's leave everything to God and leave it to men to be able to help us, especially when we get when we find ourselves in trouble. 
they felt it was useless to continue to argue with a self-righteous man who will not agree with their view on the matter. So Job three friends didn't even want to go on. But thank God for Elihu, the good mediator. What can we learn from Elihu in order to be resourceful mediators? Who can bring amicable resourceful mediators? Who can bring amicable resolution resolutions to ongoing conflicts around us? There are things we can learn from this good mediator, and that we see in uh, verse six to twelve and twenty one verses twenty one to verses six to twelve, then twenty one to twenty two. Note the quality of a good mediator. specified by Elihu. In that chapter 32, verses 6 to 12, I read, So Elihu, son of Barakal, the Buzai said, I am young in years, and you are old. That is what I said. You can see humility. Even though you are, you are old and I'm young in years, but listen to me. That is why I was fearful. That is why I didn't want to interrupt from the beginning, not daring to tell you what I know. Qualities of a good mediator was able to humble himself to really put his case forward, then he started to speak. I thought age should speak. Advanced years should teach wisdom. And that was Asa, but it is the spirit in a man. Try to explain to them that sometimes it's not, you can't do it by age, but by the spirit. It is the spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty that gives him understanding. Note in uh, that verse 8, and you can compare it with uh, 33, verse 4. He said that the Lord claimed to have the spirit of God and even perfect knowledge. You can also see when we start to get to chapter 36. The, uh, the the character of a good mediator, Job chapter 36, verse 4, said to be the spokesman that Job needed. Job 33, 6, he accused Job of unrighteousness for insisting on his own innocence and demanding an answer from God. Uh, Job 33, 8-22. He also affirmed that God will never do anything unrighteous. In that, like, that is standing for God. Qualities of a good mediator. Trying to say that God is sovereign in everything that he does. God can do and God cannot do. Job 34, verse 10-12. to 12. You can match that with 33, 8-22. He affirmed that God will never do anything unrighteous. Not speak to them through, not speak to them through their dreams, their afflictions, or even through the mediator. In that verse nine, it is not only the old who are wise, not only the aged who understand what is right. Therefore, I say, listen to me. Verse ten, I too will tell you what I know, not by himself, but through that spirit of God that was in him. I waited while you spoke. I listened to your reasoning. Qualities of a good mediator. You always listen. That was 11. 
to the people. I listened to your reasoning while you were stretching for words. I gave you my full attention. Qualities of a good mediator, good mediator will give his full attention. But not one of not uh, but not one of you have proved you wrong. None of you has answered his argument. To be therefore to be a good mediator, we must we need to be humble. We need to be respectful. We need to be good listeners. Qualities of good mediators. We need to be keen observers. We must have an objective and impartial in our judgment. Above all, we must recognize the wisdom we need to resolve conflicts that comes from God alone and not based on our age. Wisdom that comes from God. We need wisdom that comes from God to be a good mediator. Experience or educational attainment, even though these are helpful. You should also note that should, should you be going through an opposition or is there any ongoing conflict in your family? Is there any ongoing conflict at work? Is there any, on, any ongoing conflict in the church, a church? You take it to God in prayers so that he will direct us on how to take the right steps and also help us resolve the matter. We need God's wisdom to do things right. And end of this chapter with the song, he said, the songwriter says, have we trials or temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should not be discouraged, but take it to God in prayers. Like I said about this chapter 33, 1, 2. That takes us to chapter 33, 1, 2, 33. In this chapter, we see that God also speaks. We, observe, we can observe or see from this chapter that being right with God does not mean absence from trouble. We might be right with God, and that you can see in the life of Job, he was an upright man. But God allowed Satan to, 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 to try him. So in that Job 33, 9 to 12, I am pure and without sin. I've just told you, being right with God does not mean that you are absent from trouble. I am clean and free from guilt, yet God has found fault with me. He considered me his enemy. Is it true? He fastened my feet in shackles. He keeps close watch on all my paths. Paths. But I tell you, in this you are not right, for God is greater than man. Thank God for Eli. He explained to Job that he had listened carefully to his complaint or words, which is one of the things that we learned about a good mediator. Listening carefully to all Job's complaints or his words. His words come from an upright heart and pure lips that speak knowledge. He is not going to speak of himself to judge, but is going to depend on the wisdom of God. 
God made him and God's spirit of bread gives him life. That verses 1 to 4, he explained that. When further from verses 5 to 7, that Job should answer him, since they were both the same man made from clay, he would try his best not to be harsh with Job. He would try his best to judge correctly. He would try his best to, to mediate between Job and God, to intervene in this matter. Then you can see in that Job 33, 5 to 7. I repeat again, he said, answer me then if you can. Prepare yourself and confront me. I'm just like you before God. I too have been taken from clay. No fear of me should alarm you. You cannot be afraid of me because it's man to man. I understand what you are going through. And with the Spirit of God, I'll be able to explain things to you why you are in this situation instead of blaming God. No fear of me should alarm you. Nor should my hand be heavy on you. The way I'm going to deal with this matter, mediate with this matter, on this matter, should not make you think maybe I'm trying to judge you or anything. Nor should my hand be heavy upon you. He stressed to him that from all he had from, from Job, uh, saying, and that you can see in verse 8 to 11, try to stem on the fact that he knew from all that he had from Job. He said, he is pure without transgression or sin. That is what Job said. That he is innocent and there is no iniquity in him. Yet he finds occasion against me. He counts me as his enemy. He put my feet in shackle and watched my movement. In Elihu's response, which is from verse 12 to 22, he spoke more on God's sovereignty. That is a man that has the wisdom of God. He spoke more on the supremacy of God. He began by, by, by saying, from that 12, verses 12 to 13a, he said, God is greater than man. And Job cannot contend with him. We can't contend with him. In his, uh, in his uh, uh, trying to resolve matters, he tried to show Job that what you are going through is not because God wants you to be there. God is loving. God is great. His ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts are thoughts, according to the book of Isaiah. But God is greater than us, man. And for this reason, Job cannot contend with him. Cannot speak against him. Because sometimes when we find ourselves in trouble, we, we sometimes speak against God. Or question God. God is not a man that should lie. Not the son of man that will change his mind. He also tried to explain to Job. He spoke more on God's sovereignty. Number two, he speaks again and again. But man sometimes do not recognize his voice. If we can only listen to God in our afflictions, if we can only listen to God in our sickness, if we can only listen to God in what we are going through, may God help us to recognize his voice. We will find solution. God speaks, we went for to say, God speaks in various ways. Say, God speaks in a dream. God speaks in a vision of the night. 
when this leaves fall upon man, God speaks. While slumbering on their bed, God speaks. And from that, 33, 15 to 19, in this section, we see ways God speaks, as I've mentioned prior, uh, before now. We see various ways uh, uh, God speaks to man. Sometimes uh, God is speaking by his spirit. He's speaking everywhere. Signs and wonders. When God speaks, God always speaks. I wonder how many of us are listening to God while he's speaking because he wants to do something for us. But because we cannot discern or understand him or his voice, we feel he's not speaking. God used man as well to speak to us. God used friends. God used parents to speak to us. God used various means. In dreams, he can come up in a dream and speak to us. Look at what happened in that book of uh, Daniel, chapter 4, about Nebuchadnezzar. When God uh, gave him a dream, and Daniel was able to explain the dream to him. Daniel was sensitive, so he was able to explain that dream. To repeat again in that 3315, sorry, it's taking me back, or I don't know why I did that. Um, okay, I'm there now. In that chapter 33, verse 15, God speaks to us in, a, in dreams. You must know that tonight. So when you are going be- to bed tonight, tell the Lord, speak to me. That way you will be like uh, Samuel. I will say, God, speak to me by name. You have to call Samuel. Samuel taught uh, uh, it was Eli, because he came in the voice of Eli. I tell you, this was my own first experience when I first heard God's voice. I thought it was, it was my husband calling me. I never knew. But that specific thing that God spoke to me, immediately I was sensitive when I came out of it. Because I went everywhere in the whole house. Looking whether he, is, he has parked his car outside. Went under the stairs because sometimes he does hide and seek games with us in the house. But I was only with my baby when God spoke to me that very year. And he gave me a word. Immediately I said to God, I came back to my senses and I said, "Ah, when God spoke to Samuel, I said Samuel thought uh, it was Eli's voice that he had. So when he went to Eli, the response was, when we hear this voice again, say, speak for thy servant here. Immediately that knowledge of the scripture came to mind. That's why we have to study the scripture all the time so that we can grow in God. I said, when God spoke to someone, God, there's a knowing. God just brought it to me. What happened? So I didn't even wait for God to speak the second time. Then I said, God, if this it's you. I want to hear you speak to me again. I want sign of this that you have spoken now. It didn't take up to one hour. I can't even count it. Within a twinkle of an eye as I spoke, someone phoned me and gave me an exact date that God gave to me. I was asking me a question. I said, ah, uh, I, I'm thinking, we are thinking of uh, 
getting married on this date, either the 14th or 28th of August. But I had clearly, God said, 14th of August. 14th of August. 14th of August. I, will, I had it my, very clear. I didn't waste time because I was phoning the office, phoning everywhere and say, ah, is, I even asked the lady, I said, no, have you phoned the office to ask the man of God? Because it's not me. I didn't even see myself that God can speak to me, although I've been wanting God to speak to me. I've been admiring, uh, admiring to, to hear from God. But I tell you the truth. When the lady said to me, I said, you don't need to waste time about this. I said, God just spoke to me. Your date is 14th August. And she got married on that 14th August of that very year that I had. That God spoke to me. So God speaks to us in dream. He can speak to you in person. Speak to you in the dreams of the night. Chapter 33 of Job 15. God speaks secret inspirations. 33 verse 16. God speaks through afflictions, 33, verse 19. God speaks through his messengers, which is what we, we experience in this church. Job 33, 23. Through a ransom or atonement. Job 33, 24. In that routine, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, as they slumber in their beds, 16, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn man from wrongdoing and keep him from pride. One of the reasons why God speaks, when you are going too much, too faster than, the, than God's lane, he pulls you back and will speak to you from wrongdoing and keep you from pride. He speaks to preserve his soul from the pit, man's soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. Or a man may be testing on a bed of pain with constant distress in his bones. That's verse 19. And that's 33, 21 to 22. His flesh wastes away for nothing, to nothing, and his bones, once healing, now stick out. Talking about sickness. God uses sickness sometimes to speak. Uh, may God help us. Let us not get to that extreme. To chastise us. Let us not get to that extreme. But I didn't, I, I don't want us to go and say, ah, God is, God is the one dealing with this man. That yeah, the bone is coming out. No, 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 no. But just know it. So that you don't get into this, uh, type of, uh, lifestyle that will cause you to, to, to get to the end like that. His soul draw near to the feet, his life to the messengers of, the, of death. God not try us with that. Verse 23 to 24. God forgives. God's way is to bring us back to himself through repentance. In his grace, he may send a mediator to help the sinner learn the lesson he wants us to learn and redeem him from death. I read from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, 
the man Christ Jesus. And this is what God does. Jesus always do for us. He's seated in the heavenly places with the Father. And he's pleading our case all the time. And verse 6, who gave himself as a ransom from all men, for all men. The testimony given in his proper time. First Timothy chapter 2, 5 and 6. And when we get to that Elude 29, 33, that is what I said. We are going to move it to next week before we continue in the next chapter. You see, Elihu pleads with Job to listen to him. So we'll be able to discuss more about that when next we meet. I rest my case here. So we go from 33, 29 to 33. Let us not forget when we start 34 and we can make up with 35 into that as well. May God bless us tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. I rest my case. Well, I'm sure that we have been mightily blessed. I would like to just ask us to pray <clears throat> one very key significant prayer. We had Eliud. Eliud, <laughs> that he was speaking by the Spirit of God. And he said it at the beginning. It is the Spirit of God that gives insight. So we're going to pray from verse that, uh, 15 of chapter 33. When I really looked at this scripture, before we pray, let me just say this. When I was looking at this scripture, we find out that after a new spoke, nobody spoke but God. And when you get to that very section, when you go into chapter 35, you, uh, uh, for the uh, 35, 37 and stuff, you will be very amazed at the statement of God in his reply to the statement of this man. He really hears God. We're going to pray that God should give us, should speak to us through all these means. Dream, vision of the, which is vision of the night in our sleep, open vision, audible voice, that Lord will speak to us by all his senses. Shall we lift up our voice and begin to pray? Pray that God will open up all your spiritual senses, that you can hear him by dream. If you have been having nightmares, he should stop it now. That God will change your dream life and turn it to vision. That the Lord will open our eyes by vision of the night as he did to Daniel. Solution was revealed to Daniel in the dream. Mystery was revealed to Daniel in the dream. Let us ask God, Father, speak to us by dream. Change our dream. Anybody who is having nightmare will rebuke those spirits that torment our people in the night. In the name of Jesus Christ. That the word of God that you have been reading we we'll walk for you in the night. We pray vision of the night, revelation in the night, that God will send His holy angel to us. Open vision, trance. They are all means by which God speaks into your mind. Audible voice, prophetic voice. Tell the Lord, it's my time. All what you have been down upon us, let them manifest, let them manifest, let them manifest, let them manifest. We have seen some manifestation already. Some changes have begun already from this anniversary. Tell the Lord it is my time. Pray and tell God, give me the spirit of insight, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. Isaiah 11 verse 2. Let it come upon me, the spirit of wisdom. 
The spirit of insight, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge of God and the fear of God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tell the Lord, speak to me audibly. Speak to me audibly, oh Lord. Speak to me audibly. Brata masagra kabasoto. I want to hear you speak to me audibly, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to me audibly. I want to hear your voice. Father, we want to hear your voice. 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 Roto Mosipragaba. Change my dream to revelation. Tell the Lord. Change my dream to revelation, Lord. Change my dream to revelation, Lord. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. And keep me, O God, from In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Amen. amen really, amen. when Elu was speaking, the end of Elu's speech, if you get to chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. So when Elu was speaking, suddenly his storm, God came down in a mighty storm. Mm-hmm. Then they knew that he was there. Mm-hmm. The same thing when God descended upon the mountain, mm-hmm. that is chapter 40, verse 6. When, when God is upon the mountain with Moses, the same way the, the mountain blasted and the trumpets of angels were heard everywhere on the earth, not now heaven. This, the blue trumpet physically, people heard it. And fire came down. We're going to pray. Let me have an encounter with you. An encounter will change your perspective for life about God. Pray for encounter. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your encounter. Divine encounter of you. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Give us divine encounter of you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as you descended his storm before you, and spoke to him out of this storm. Lord, let us have divine encounter. Divine encounter. Encounter. Manifestation of God that will change the world of our perspective about God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us have divine encounter of you. Divine encounter of you, O God. Bring Father, we pray. We pray the O God. Our King, we pray thee. We want every member of this house to experience God. Encounter you in a way that we have never known before. Something that will leave a mark upon our soul forever. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want us to pray two more prayers. It says in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, which is one of the scriptures we today, I planted the seed, Apollo watered it. But God made it grow. You want to pray for the works of your hand. That both the planters and the what those who water Father, Lord, bring your blessing upon every member of this household. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Let our work grow. Father, let us see the result of our work. This week, let there be a result. Let there be a result. God spoke to us very firmly during the uh, 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 anniversary concerning the works of your hand. Tell the Lord, send your rain upon the works of my hand. You have promised us in the anniversary. Let it be done. Let it be done. Let it be done. The time has come, O oh God. Brita basaka mabando. 
Tell the Lord, send your blessing, send your blessing, send your blessing, send your blessing, send your blessing upon everyone, upon everyone, upon everyone. The works of hand. Pray for those who are jobless among us that before the end of this week they will get their job. We have few days to go for this week to end. Father Lord, what God ordained for this week for Christ, let it happen, let it happen. Tell the Lord, remove every delay. Let there be speaking manifestation. Doors open. We have opened the doors for us. Let there be manifestation. Manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Menda Casidro Bosipra Galadende. Rito Masupra Gendele Scura Marinda. Eri Pragelodoskele de Boshinta. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord. In this very season, oh God, manifestation that we have never seen before. Pray for those who are sick among us. Command their bodies to be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Rika Pamba, Rika Ranta, Rete Bekus Kolobondes Keredista, Mimbara Moshonte Melegruto, Riprale, Rendes Kelebus Karabasande. Pray, 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 Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray thee, O God, we pray thee, O God, we pray thee, O God, Rabbara Masande, Lengre Bosonto Bosonta, everyone that was sick among us, bring them to wholesome health, wholesome health, wholesome health, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No more infirmity. No more sickness, no more infirmity, no more sickness. Tell the Lord, fulfill your covenant with us concerning those who have been ill among us. You said that there be none that we say, I am ill in Zion. For the Lord will heal the sickness, the, the, uh, it, will, it will forgive the, the sins of those who dwell therein. Father, we pray, we pray thee. Lord, pray, we pray thee. Everyone that is sick in their bones, sick in their organs, healing, 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 healing. Anybody under my voice right now across the globe that is sick in their bodiless command, the healing power of God upon them. Healing, 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 healing to our kidney, healing to our liver. He says, above all things, I, w- I wish that you prosper and be of good health, even as you are so prosperous. Randa Raboshanta, me paleroske le discaramande, ori babama, dondre ke sutra masinde. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we beseech you, God. We pray for healing power. We pray for healing power. Thank you, O oh God, because you have done even as you have asked you. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Amen and amen. The last prayer I'm going to pray is in, the, is in 2 Corinthians 4.20. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. Now you are going to pray, Lord, anoint me with your power. Let me manifest your power. The power I receive from your word, the power I receive from your knowledge, the power I receive from your, your, your wisdom, let it manifest in me. Begin to pray for manifestation of the power of the kingdom. The power of the kingdom. Lord, use me. Lord, anoint me with the power of the kingdom. Let me manifest your power, your power, your power, your power, your power. Manifest your power, the power of wisdom. In your offices, in your works of life, manifest the power of knowledge, insight that man have not seen. Let me manifest your power. The kingdom of God is not about just talking. Now I have been talking about you. Now let me enter manifestation of power. Power, power, power. Power of God to the heal, to the sick to be healed. Prante Mosco Ripra Le Monde Salamamba. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me, O God, to manifest the power of the kingdom, that your name be exalted. Let us enter the power. When we go out for evangelism, that it should be mixed with power. When we are talking to people about Jesus, it will be mixed with power. Whether in the bus, whether in at home, 
whatever we may be talking about, Jesus Christ, let the Lord demonstrate your power. The Bible says, and the Lord confirmed their word with signs and wonder. Tell the Lord, confirm my word with your signs and wonder. Confirm my word with your signs and wonder. Sarodis Karabanda. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Lastly, we pray for our government in this very season. Because we do not know where, what is, you know, humanly. That is, we do not know where the world is tending to. We ask God for mercy. We ask God for mercy. That the Lord will have mercy on our government. And the Lord will have mercy on the people of the world. First, first Chronicles chapter, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. We are going to pray. Father, send mercy. Destroy this COVID completely. Destroy the myth about vaccine. So that more people will not die. Who are just ignorantly, you know, refusing to take the vaccine. Satan brought those, uh, uh, you know, confusion to some people because he wants to just kill them. Because when everybody is protected by vaccine, if anybody says that he's not going to take it, that person can catch it and he can die. We're going to pray. Then we're praying for the government that God will give direct their decision. Say the heart of kings is in his hands. So I will just begin to pray in the name of the Lord. Lord, Father, Lord, we lift up our voices. We thank you because you heard us concerning Lord, this problem about COVID. And Lord, we curse COVID not to die from the root that you remove it completely from the midst of men. It is the sins of men that brought it. Father, we plead for mercy, 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 mercy. Lord, we plead for mercy, 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 mercy. At the same time, Lord, we pray, O God, that the delusion of Satan that they are deluded some people, even especially some who are your children, who refuse to go for the vaccine because the enemy wants to kill them. Father, Lord, open the veil. Let their eyes be open. For delusion looks as real as the truth, but it's not the truth because you told us before vaccine came that in the month of October you will bring cure. And you did it last year, as you said it just at the same month. Father, Lord, we pray, we pray, we pray for understanding and we pray for our government in their decision. Their Lord, you will help them in decision making. That their decision will not lead to more disasters. Father, because of us, because of your sake, because of the little ones, because of younger generation coming, that they will not plunge our generation to come into death by their decision. They will not make decisions that will cause, you know, joblessness again for people. You will give us way out in this calamity that your name may be glorified so that the kingdom of God can spread. Father, take away all this lockdown so that we can go out to nations again. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. I I want to pray with you. My God and my King, thank you. You said to the disciples, can you not watch for an hour? Lord, we have just prayed for more than an hour, you know, deliberating on your word. If one hour is so, so important to you, then Lord, it must be very powerful. Which means that there are things more than an hour. When we watch and we fellowship for one hour, then it puts you in a position you can do astronomical things. There are so many mysteries behind you saying, watch for now. Mm-hmm. Father, Lord, I present all these people to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you from his side. Amen, amen. May the Lord send his favor 
as you go into the new day. Amen. May you wake up in the new day into the special people of God. Amen. The Lord said, I should speak, so I speak. Mm-hmm. As he has said in the book of Deuteronomy 21, every battle of your life, mm-hmm. I invoke God to finish the battle. Amen. Amen. It does not matter what battle they are. Whatever battle, contention against you, mm. your marriage, it could be your body, it could be your success, it could be your, your, your destiny, it could be your education, it could be, it could be your business. Whatever battle mortal man has drawn against you, which you did not know, even if you are aware, whatever battle that government of nations have drawn against you, maybe a decision that should be made into your favor and you have been deprived. Today, I invoke the God of Salem to come into your rescue. Amen. The Lord will fight your battle for you. Amen. He will grant you the victory where you have lost. Mm. He will grant you the land that has been taken from you. Mm. He will grant you the right that has been deprived of you. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Mm. He will bless you with favor. Favor will draw everything that God, God has ordained mm. to you. <clears throat> also, every good thing you have desired in your heart that is difficult to happen. By the dawn of tomorrow, the favor of God shall bring them to manifestation. Amen. It shall be unto you increase, increase, increase. Amen. Promotion, promotion, promotion. In the name of the Lord of hosts. The Lord strengthen your body, heal your organs, Amen. and fulfill his covenant concerning sound mind and good health over you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your eyes be a glow to see, even Amen. in the realm of darkness. But I will bless your holy name. Mm. You will not be tired. You will not be weary. Amen. And you will never draw back. Amen. So it shall it be unto you. Amen. And so it is. Amen. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. 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 And amen. And amen. amen. Well, we thank God for today's message. You need to listen to it again and again. It's on the internet. And may the Lord strengthen and bless you. We did not remember to pray for those who had their birthdays today. Let me pray with you. And also, I will announce to us that Pastor Val uh, Collier is 40 today. Shall we just pray? Father, we thank you for those who are born today, all over. We thank you for the day they were born, and we thank you for the years they have spent. We exalt and magnify your holy name for what you have done for them, the journey of life that they have gone through, if not your finger upon their lives. And thank you much, my brother, for their salvation. You who began the good work in them, you will complete it. I stand in Christ in God today, and I speak your blessing over them. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. May the Lord anoint you with fresh oil. In this very season, may the Lord remember you and open a book of remembrance concerning what he wrote about you. And take you from where you are to where you ought to be. May the Lord grant mercy and grant you all the desires of your heart. May the Lord fulfill your days in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Long life God will satisfy you. He will give you, He will show you His salvation. You will succeed in everything you lay your hands upon. Favor and mercy will rest upon you. And peace upon every marriage that is represented today. May the Lord grant you increase in the body of your, in the fruit of your body and in the labor of your hand. May the Lord grant you the heart so that you can enjoy your marital life together. And to everybody, I say, Lord, 
May the Lord answer you all when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May, may We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of better, may he reveal himself to you and grant all the petitions you have presented before him. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. 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 For those of you who are on the net, from mom and I, we say good night and see you tomorrow.